0: I'm the producer of A Public Affair, Jade Siri Ramos. If you enjoy the show, I hope you'll consider supporting the station. We take donations all year long at wortfm.org. Thanks. Six foot six above sea level. I grabbed the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low no power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places the truth never heard before. It is Wednesday, so usually you have carousel baird. Uh but today you don't. You have me. I am Jadey Siri Ramos. I'm the producer of t- of the show. And today I get to continue our election coverage by heading to my neck of the woods, the city of Monona. In In April, uh, Monona residents will be voting for mayor, city council, and school board. And joining me today on a public affair are the two candidates for mayor. Joining me in studio is Christy Goforth. Hi, Christy. Hi, Jade. Thanks so much for making space for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we, we had to go to Monona. You know, I know. I was thinking most of your listeners are probably Madison, but Monona, we're surrounded by Madison, so a lot of our issues are they impact Madison residents. So, I think
0: it's great. Absolutely. Um, and if you're out there if you're a Monona listener now's your time. It's your time to join the conversation. Uh, but Christy, uh, let me tell let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Uh, Christy is the executive director of the nonprofit Free Bikes for Kids Madison. She was previously the executive director of the Monona East Side Business Alliance. She she was a business owner for 10 years. Christy served one term as a Monona Alder before her first run for mayor in 2021. And Christy has held a seat on the Dane County Parks Commission since 2020. She is also a member of the Sioux Tribe of Chippewa Indians. And um, We are opening the phone lines now, so if you have any qu- questions for Christy about her run for mayor, what will make her a good mayor, give us a call at 608-256-2001 extension 9. You can also tweet us at Wart talk or message us on Facebook. So, Christy, why are you running for mayor? Ooh,
1: I, it's a great question. It's <laughs> the big question. You know, um... Just a little about my background. I grew up on an island in Lake Huron, and I was the kid who sometimes had to take a a snowmobile for 13 miles to a ferry to get to school. And um, my tribe and my reservation is in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And so growing up, and I was raised by a single mom, um, and we never rose above the poverty level. So growing up, people always told me I couldn't. You you, you won't be able to do that. And, and you know, there were just implications that there were no expectations for me. And all of that fueled me to be successful. You know, and my my vision of success for me isn't isn't wealth and power. It's serving my community. I have found this to be the case. And so um, it's a calling to for me. And, you know, we most of our mayors in Monona have been retirees, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not bad-mouthing retirees. I love retirees because in my day job at Free Bikes for Kids Madison, I guarantee you right now we got about, a well, probably about eight of them over there fixing bicycles <laughs> for underprivileged communities. So um, it, it's really, I'm just, I feel the call to serve. I'm excited about the opportunity to help so many people. I am driven by a spirit of helping others. and. Um, yeah, I've I've done a lot of work in Monona and I feel like this is the next next logical step for me.
0: Yeah, so you, you ran in twenty twenty one. What's different about this time versus the last time that you ran?
1: Um you know, I guess boy, um that's I not a lot is different. Mm-hmm. I mean we're we're kind of in the same position um we have maybe some different issues of course i um you know some things have come but really i'm seeing kind of the same issues and that's kind of why i I want to run um that would be maybe um abandoned buildings on our main street or um vacant lots on our main street that are just sitting there and i just see so many opportunities and a lot of low-hanging fruit and um I won't look at this as like a side hobby. It's just uh, as my thirteen-year-old daughter would call me, "You're a pick-me girl, mom," which means you've got your hand up going, "Pick me, pick me," um, because I'm an, I'm your classic overachiever. I, I, you know, I was the kid who handed in the homework a week early. I I am just that person, and I think it's because I always felt I had something to prove because of where I came from. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited about the opportunity to just kind of uh, fine tune the knobs and switches. And and you know f- and um, really kind of make our community shine in the fullest potential possible.
0: So you mentioned abandoned buildings, yeah. empty
1: storefronts.
0: Um, what are what else do you think are issues that are facing us in Monona?
1: Ooh, yeah, we've got some issues um, <laughs> <laughs> as every city does, especially in these very challenging times that we're in. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're. Well, I was gonna say we're post-COVID, but we're not, um, you know, and so this, these are a lot of new, new territories for us. Um, For us, we're a very small community, and that's something I think a lot of people don't realize how small we are. We're about 8,600 people, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that the city boundary runs right down the middle of Monona Drive for much of it. So we're just this little tiny city of 3.3 square miles. And so I we've struggled with communication for a really long time. And we've got all the tools there. We have a radio station, WVMO. I got to give a shout out. We're at like your sister station. Yeah. Um, We've got a newspaper. We've got a city newsletter. We've got a chamber of commerce. And so we've got the tools there. It's just we need a communication plan to make sure we're using all of those tools properly. And I think someone, you know, uh, I owned a business for 10 years that was a graphic design and web, Hmm. web, um, or sorry, a video production studio. And so, uh worked a lot in communications and you know having someone with a communications background will really serve us well um we also um we 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 have some financial situations on on our doorstep Yeah, tell me about those yeah and so we we have high a high level of debt so our annual budget's roughly 8.5 million and we're almost around a million dollars in debt and so you know debt costs us money especially when interest rates rise like right now and so um we you know uh, our finance committee is um really uh, the smallest committee in our in our city. It's three people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there are three people that I think collectively have about 84 years of term on our city council. So really long, you know, long, um, you know, pl- um, long hold positions there. And they don't have any financial background necessarily that's, you know, taken them to that position. And so and they and they only meet a half hour of Uh, every month so i'm like ooh, you know i see that as an opportunity Mm -hmm. when when i think a lot of people if you were to poll people in monona they would say they have concerns for our financial position we had a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar shortfall for our budget this year which when you have this small budget that's significant um we ended up having to cut some staff positions Mm -hmm. and one of those was our deputy city clerk which um here we are in an era where election integrity is being questioned all the time and um our elections have gotten a lot more difficult right because now we have this enormous amount of absentee voting which is wonderful but i'm i'm really feeling for our deputy or for our city clerk because she does a lot of work in monona all the permitting and so many things and now she's alone (laughs) and so to cut her only support staff is really tough um so I think those are, yeah oh, and we are just on a skeleton staff all, all around all, across the board. Um, we don't have a city administrator right now either. So I think a lot of our staff feel like they're unsupported and um, not being heard. Now oh, I hear you. Um, if
0: you are just tuning in, uh, we are talking to mayoral candidate Christy Goforth, who's running for Monona mayor. If you are a Monona resident and you have questions for Christy, give us a call 608-256-2001. I have, uh, I've got a receptionist out there, Mary Jo, waiting to take your call and Shelly's going to patch you through. So give us a call That's 608-256-2001. Um so one of the, the things I think that, you know, I've been thinking about a lot as a as a person who used to rent in Monona. Um and you know, I, I kinda came I came to Monona for the affordability and I stayed for the um the charm, I guess. Yeah, or the quality of life. The quality maybe? of life, yeah. yeah, yeah. The ability to um to have have space and have the ability to have my you know my my small family, I um, kind of have room to to stretch our legs in Manona. Um, but you know people are moving to the area, and I was I've been wondering how do we keep Monona affordable um, and also you know not necessarily lose the
1: the what makes yeah, the quality clear. of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the nuances. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Um, you know, I think. I think there would be you know, p- people that might say it's not affordable yeah. mm-hmm. Um And that is really another issue. I mean, this is an issue across the country, so we're not alone in that. Um, but we are unique in that we are so small and it's all infill development opportunities. But it's, um, can you uh, elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah. So we don't, um, uh, let's take Cottage Grove, for example, where okay. they're surrounded by egg land. So there's opportunities to um, build new subdivisions and all of that, you know, those mm-hmm. types of opportunities opportunities don't exist for us. We're surrounded by Madison, so we're completely hemmed in. So with infill development, it means that our opportunities aren't just vacant lots or, you know, egg land that we're going to convert over, but it's buildings that have been abandoned. Mm-hmm. So now you've got the teardown costs, possibly some brownfield remediation issues. So on West Broadway, we've got one of those. It's kind of by the Yahara River, and I think it used to be a gas station or something. Mm-hmm. So The the, just the cost to get started are a little higher. Um, So, yeah, I really want to see us getting ahead of our development process. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, on the block by my house, so the corner of Dean Avenue and Monona Drive, there are um, uh, the Antique Mini Mall, then there's yeah. a vacant lot that's owned by the city, uh, Snick's Bar. It has about four names. Uh, some people would know it as the Packer <laughs> Bar because it's green and yellow. And then the BMO Harris Bank, which was just their drive up terminal. And so, you know, first we saw the shutters go up on the BMO and then started hearing John, the owner of the bar, saying he wanted to retire. So so we saw that this was coming. You know, this this is going to be an opportunity for development. And these are not common in Monona because we're just, you know, we're small. Yeah. And um, so this is where my role as the director of the Monona Eastside Business Alliance or our Monona Chamber of Commerce um, is could really be beneficial to us because I have a phenomenal working relationship with our business community. Mm-hmm. They have respect for me. I worked really hard for them for five and a half years, advocating for them, supporting them, and really treating them like family. Um, and so a a lot of friends uh, in Manona have come from that role, um, but we could have talked with all of them and kind of pulled them together and said, "Hey, let's let's devise a plan together." And and I know all of those maybe maybe BMO no, but those other property owners they deeply care about Manona, and I say BMO no just because it's a a very large yeah. you know global co- corporation based in Canada. Um, And so um, we could have, you know, started working together with them. And that's a great role as a mayor. And so I see my role as a mayor that I can almost be this economic development professional Mm -hmm. in the city, which we don't have. Our planner, we have a staff of two in our planning department. Oh, they are so busy. They are running. And so um, this is, I think, one of the kind of the assets I can bring forward. And, you know.
0: Yeah, you... um you you're talking about the the business owners in Monona, and I think that that is, um, you know, part of what makes Monona feel different than like a bedroom a bedroom community for, um, you know, for Madison or for. Verona. Yeah. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, I appreciate the idea of, of supporting those business
1: those business yeah. owners. Because you're talking kind of about the mom and pop shops yeah, that we've yeah. got. Yeah, I love them. There's, it's so it's unique. It's Everything's different with a lot of destination businesses. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: if you were just tuning in, you I am talking with Christy Goforth, who is running for Monona City the City of Monona Mayor. Um, if you have any questions for Christy, give us a call. 608-256-2001. We only have Christy for about another 10-15 minutes. So make sure you get your calls in now. Um, let's turn to let's turn to our, our new shiny object that, that the city of Monona has now. Uh, since the last election, the city of Monona bought the San Damiano property. Um, how do you feel about that project? Where it's going? And how would you engage with it if you're elected mayor?
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. This land is beautiful. (laughs) And, you know, it used to be a thriving Ho-Chunk village. So it has, you know, as a tribal member myself, it has um, cultural significance that I think is just fantastic. so yeah, and it and I'm unique in this because uh, I was on city council and voted to approve the purchase, and then I also was on Dane County Parks Commission and voted to approve the funding of two million dollars from the Parks Commission. So I had two votes uh, in that game, um, but you know, oh boy, it's it is a very expensive, new shiny thing, right? And we have to have a balance. Um, the cost of it was more than our annual budget, and mm-hmm. and we didn't see it coming, you know? So I, I probably would have negotiated some things a little bit differently, um, like the... Um, our financial consultant it's a well sorry he's a broker our financial broker he got a really big commission like i think sixty thousand dollars for selling bonds to buy that property so he actually and this is one of my superpowers is my resource network is very large. And so he's been a long family friend um, of my ex-husband's, and so I've, you know, long time. And so I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really good at talking with people and listening to people. I think I probably could have gotten him to take a little lower commission. Um, I can be a little persuasive. So, um, but, so we, we really need to get a plan going. And I think the people in Monona that are upset about this purchase, there are a lot. Um, well, it's hard to know how many. There are some, I will say. Vocal. Yeah, and they're very vocal. And I think it's because one of the reasons was uh we had three stipulations when we voted to approve and one of those was that it would be on a refer it, there would be an advisory referendum and that never happened. Mm. And so this is another big piece of my, you know, what do I want to do differently? Communication, input. I really want to hear input. I wanna hear if the majority of people are in support of these efforts because you know when we're 8600 people we should be able to find those things out so um
0: yeah um so I've, I've heard some, you know, like rumblings, you know, that those vocal people of like ideas to maybe lessen lessen the um, burden. Do you have any ideas of like people we can partner with to oh, maybe co-own um, the, the
1: property? Absolutely. Well, a great way to do that versus co-own is, um, and this is, you know, this is classic public-private partnership. And um, so there is a Ho-Chunk family that they own hotels and they live in Cottage Grove. So they're pretty close by. Um I felt like a cool opportunity um, would be to do, when they put in Garver Feed Mill, there were supposed to be 50 eco-lodges in the back, which are almost like these little tiny homes. They were built by Madison College students. And historically, um, Monona was a resort community in the 30s. And that property is so large, actually, our police department has some concerns because they can't see it from Monona Drive. And we, we have a small department. It's hard to patrol that. And so we really do need to activate it day and night um, just to mitigate any issues arising. So one of my ideas is to put up maybe eight or 10 of these little eco lodges. And we could have an event where they're all painted in a different mural. You know, I'm big, big into the murals and the art. I've, a lot of my fingerprints are all over the city in our artscape. Um, and then we're collecting room tax dollars. Which comes from those hotel stays. And then all of the weddings that are happening at Old Brick Gardens or the East Side Club. All of that hotel revenue, they don't, rarely do they go to down to um, Broadway to our mm-hmm. hotels. They typically go to downtown Madison. So we're losing mm-hmm. that revenue. So it would be a cool way to capture some revenue, some tax money for the city. Um, then, you know, need some kind of like cafe or, you know, a, an auditorium, some kind of event space possibly to capture some weddings there mm-hmm. as well. That'd be a nice place to, to rest your head to, to sleep there. Yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, and the way that would work, is we, the city of Monona would own the land, but we have a lease for managing the property and it would ask that that lessor Manage the entire property and keep it open to the public twenty four seven. So um, yeah, that's one way we can do that, and we kind of still have access. We have a beautiful space, but we don't have that you know heavy burden of maintaining that property, which is a lot for our staff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, we only have about ten more minutes left, so I want to uh, turn to transit. Okay. Um, which, hot button issue. <laughs> hot button issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we have you know two forms of public transit: the Monona Express and the Monona Lift. Yeah. Um, there's a proposal in the fall to phase out Monona's own bus system and phase in Madison's. Um, what do you think is the best way to move forward and um, keeping Monona accessible by transit? And also, I would say, for some Monona residents, not that accessible may be also part of the
1: the argument, right? You are spot on. <laughs> way to identify that. Yeah. Um, yeah, So this is an example of... Um, like I'm, I'm a girl who just takes things by the reins. <laughs> you know, some would some would call it a strong leader. Some might call it pushy, um, but I I I think. Um I would have loved to have seen an advisory referendum on our ballot for this. So if I become mayor, I'm going to probably try to get an advisory referendum on every single ballot. This is just an easy way for us to gauge the majority of people in Monona. We have high voter turnouts and people who vote care about our community and and they're engaged and they're, you know, they're stakeholders. Um, So I would have loved to seen that on this coming ballot. Um, It's too late for that, I believe now. I think the the, yeah, the, the whole process would take a while. Um, But it it also comes down to we're not making data driven decisions. And so I was on our transit commission when this conversation started Mm -hmm. to come forward, and I'd suggested, let's issue a survey. We need to know where people are with this. What do they want? Um, We only got about 60 people taking that survey, I think, which the majority said, let's join up with Madison Metro. So that's, you know, and then coincidentally after that, Madison Metro approached us with this idea. So, you know, There are some concerns, and I think rightfully so, about these 40-foot buses going down our tiny streets. Like, I think of Shore Acres, this tiny little street. And, you know, I mean, that bus won't go down that street. But some of our streets are like that. And um, on Winnicott Road, just with the volume of bicyclists, our lack of bicycle infrastructure there, I do not believe it should go on Winnicott Road. I think um, that would be a a recipe for disaster. (laughs) So, I you know i i really want to know and hear what the majority of residents feel about mm-hmm. this um i also when i was on transit i frequently asked for more data collection from our bus drivers they would have a clipboard and they all they did was hash marks of how many riders we had and i would ask frequently like what can we do to collect more data there's going to be a time when we need more data where are people getting on mm-hmm. where are they getting off um so we didn't we didn't get ahead of that. And so these are these are some of the this is why this decision is becoming so difficult. But we're also a largely senior community. Yeah. And so that paratransit piece, which is our Monona Lift, Madison Metro Paratransit, is essential because, you know, transit is uh, an absolute requirement in our car dependent region to fully participate in society and yeah. act, and, and, and live life fully. Right? And keep people um, as independent living as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is, this is the classic thing about, because I have people asking me, are you for the bus or against? And nothing in public po- policy is black and white. I mean, boy, if it was, I, that would be great. But it's not. And so do I love the idea of the access of, you could now take the bus to Middleton amazing. You could now take the bus to some prairie. Wow. Um, And, you know, but, 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 there's these trade-offs of these big buses. Mm-hmm. so and, and we know these buses are going to become smaller. On the coast, they're making the buses smaller. They're going to be all electric someday. So, you know, oh, we just wish that was here now. Yeah. And where are we going in the future? At some point, this conversation is going to be entirely moot because we're probably going to see autonomous shuttles. And, and that's already happened. I actually brought that up on our transit commission a couple years ago. There are small communities that are using these autonomous shuttles, which... Um, you know, that maybe could have been an option. Mm -hmm. We had all this ARPA funding, like, you know, almost, I think it was about 800-ish thousand. Um, And I really wanted to see us do some, like a budget town hall on how do people want that money spent? Mm -hmm. We didn't do that, we've just kind of been chipping away at it without a plan. And this this all kind of sums up my leadership style. It's start doing more planning, get ahead of these things and, and really ask for public input. Um, Great. We are running up to the the end of our time together, but
0: um, I just wanted to ask, is there anything that you feel like is a um, big accomplishment or a big quality of yours that would make you specifically fit to be uh, Monona's mayor?
1: You know, I think it's it's that um, my my resource network. um, So I have, you know. I have it's just because of like running the chamber and nonprofits have such a wide reach and as the Dane County as a Dane County Parks Commissioner and all of these roles I've held um you know it's my my resource network. So I can give a really small example. Um, Dean, who owns the Monona Bait Shop and Ice Cream Shop, (laughs) which everybody loves, uh, he reached out to me and told me that the gazebo across the street in Schluter Park was really, you know, it needed painting because the wood was starting to rot. And I was like, you know what? Just last week, the Boy Scouts reached out to me telling me they needed a project. And I was able to connect that. And so that's a way um, a mayor can leverage those skills for service projects so we're not taking all of that out of our budget. Mm. Um, that's just one example. Another one we are dog park. I, you know, asked if we could get a boulder there. Turns out they had a boulder sitting at the public works garage. Nobody was using because it—it's been known as the P Rock now because <laughs> the dogs needed something, and that's worked out great. Um, so many opportunities like that in like the vibrant hydrants. So all of our hydrants mm-hmm. on Minota Drive are so beautifully painted, and that was because I had a a hydrant in my front yard that the paint was all chipping off, and I asked if I could paint it, and then uh the executive director of the madison public art project said i'm looking for a project in monona and then it was a collaboration with our fire department and we did this beautiful 9 11 ceremony Mm -hmm. which um it was just beautiful and it was a coming together moment that all communities need well uh christy thank you so much for your time i have one final question
0: which is well actually i have I have two final questions. I'll ask the first one. Where can people go to learn more about your campaign? Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, my website is goforthmonona.com. Um, make sure you look at my about page. I've got over 100 endorsers. Um, people like Dane County Sheriff Calvin Barrett and uh, Bill Quackenbush, the tribal historian for Ho-Chunk Nation. Some really amazing people. I'm just so honored to have them all supporting me. All right, and then my last question is what do you do for fun
0: in your free time?
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> I do lots of of things um you know biking of course um <sighs> hiking going to dog parks <laughs> i have a new dog so um and i do i love i'm a big morel picker mm. um oh boy I, I i love outdoor recreation so if it's outdoors i'm there i i am a literal tree hugger
0: amazing thank you so <laughs> much uh, christy for joining us